0: From the dawning of mankind, dread has been the bane of the living. It bears down upon their souls with the weight of their own transgressions. It conspires with the untamed mind to set the heart pumping with fear. And fear is the fuel that ignites in a spark that swiftly becomes a paranormal fire. don't call it a comeback. I've been here for a while. Thank you for fanning the flames of a paranormal fire today. I'm your host, Charles. How are you? Hope everything's been going well as we are tuning in to this new restart, rebirth for Paranormal Fire in the days after Thanksgiving. Today's episode will be all about Enduring Mysteries In particular This episode will focus on One of the most Enduring Mysteries Of one of my favorite Authors of all time Mr. Edgar Allan Poe And the Circumstances Surrounding his death That's on your way next Here on Paranormal Fire 3, 1849, Baltimore, Maryland. Joseph W. Walker, a compositor for the Baltimore Sun, was heading out to Gunners Hall, which was serving as a pop-up polling location for the 4th Ward during that year's election. Alright. When Mr. Walker arrived at Gunner Hall, he found a delirious man wearing second-hand clothing in the gutter. The man was unable to move, so Walker approached him. That's when Joseph Walker realized the man was Edgar Allan Poe. Mr. Walker, worried for Poe's condition, asked Edgar Allan if he knew anyone in Baltimore. Poe gives Mr. Walker the name of Joseph E. Snodgrass a magazine editor with some medical training. Walker then proceeds to write Snodgrass a letter which you can find linked in the article from the Smithsonian which itself will be linked in this episode description. But I will paraphrase here. It essentially um, tells Mr. Snodgrass where he can find Edgar Allan located, and that um, he should um, come post haste and get Mr. Edgar Allen some help, and um, I'm assuming this letter to have been delivered by courier or something like that, um, it was quite a common practice, especially in a city like Baltimore, and then they could find somebody real quick, hey boy, here's money, run over to this address. but um yeah that's where the known facts about Edgar Allan Poe's death begin and end with the exception of the known fact that he was um he had left on September 27th of 1849 to head to Philadelphia to um Uh, do some editing on some poetry for a minor figure in poetry in that time. He was going to do some editing for her. And he never arrived. And between September 27th and October 3, nobody knows where Edgar Allan Poe was. Until Mr. Walker found him in a gutter in front of Gunner Hall. And so, for clarity, everything coming after this is pure speculation. Nobody knows what happened. But we shall explore the theories next, here on Paranormal Fire. Here, just wanted to ask you a quick question are you enjoying the show so far hit me up on twitter it's the same twitter as the other channel nerd with a phone one on twitter got a show idea email me at paranormalfire at yahoo.com fire at Yahoo.com. More Paranormal Fire. Next. Oh. And please remember to tell your friends. Share. Share the link to Paranormal Fire. Flames rise higher as we begin to explore the theories surrounding the disappearance and subsequent death of Mr. Edgar Allan Poe, one of the 19th century's greatest writers. And the beginning, of the best question to ask is how could this happen? After all, Poe was known everywhere known everywhere, so how could this happen? My personal favorite um, theory in the Smithsonian's article from 2014 is of a practice known as cooping. Cooping was a method of voter fraud practiced by 19th century gangs. Victims would be kidnapped, disguised, forced to vote usually multiple times for the person the gang wanted elected now remember Poe had been found in front of a polling location and voters at the time were given alcohol as a reward for voting something that Poe had given up doing he had given up alcohol consumption uh, because he couldn't handle it uh, as little as one glass of wine made him madly drunk so if he had been forced as part of a cooping scheme to go around and vote various times and everything it would help explain his condition in front of that hall so in front of gunner hall so at least in a circumstantial kind of way the theory fits However, in my opinion, it doesn't really begin to explain where Mr. Edgar Poe was from September 27, 1849 to October 3, 1849, when Mr. Walker found him in the gutter in front of Gunner Hall. Can you feel the warmth as the flames grow higher so we are exploring the mystery of Edgar Allan Poe's death on October 6, 1849 the night before Edgar Allan Poe passed away Dr. John J. Moran the physician tending to Poe as he lay dying stated that Poe had repeatedly called out for someone named Reynolds throughout the night, but who that was has never been established. And the mystery of Reynolds has never been solved, and in my opinion, would probably connect the dots in a very meaningful way. As to what actually happened but there are many many theories including carbon monoxide poisoning Um, he just went on a bender alcohol and various things to that degree but one of my favorite theories actually comes to us from a 2012 movie starring John Cusack as Edgar Allan Poe and it uh, that movie is entitled The Raven and um, it's very historically inaccurate in a bunch of ways but it's a very entertaining movie it's only real claim to fame when it comes to solving the real world mystery of what actually happened to Poe is that it kinda introduced into popular culture the idea that the brothers of his wife to be were in on it. Because one of those known factors for Edgar Allan Poe is he fancied himself a bit of a detective, much in the same way as Sir Arthur Conan Doyle of Sherlock Holmes fame and uh, Poe reportedly uh, believed one of his future brother-in-laws to be a serial killer so what if we take the premise of the movie and combine it with the cooping theory to me it sounds like a thing that is well more plausible than either of the two theories by themselves but again it's all conjecture nobody knows alright thank you for listening to paranormal fire today as we begin to dim the flames in conclusion for this episode to say there is not any bona fide facts other than the ones we gave you at the beginning. Just a food for thought. Again, the Smithsonian's uh, article from 2014 will be linked in the episode description here that you may read it for yourself. On the next episode of Paranormal Fire, I will invite a friend on here and we will discuss these theories seems like a thing that you're interested in. Won't you return and help us stoke a paranormal fire? Until next time, stay safe.